welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. Do you trust your appetite? If you don't know the answer, think about this. If you were in a room full of all of your favorite foods, do you trust your body and appetite that you wouldn't eat past the point of being full? If you do trust your appetite, then great. If you don't, don't worry. It just takes a little bit of practice. I remember when I used to be the one saying things like, I can't buy that because I would eat the whole bag, or if that was in my refrigerator, it would be gone in one sitting. Basically, I was telling the world that food controlled me, and it was acceptable to live that way, and I am not the only one that said this. So today, we're going to walk through how to deal with food fears, but before I do, I want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in because this podcast is inspired by you, and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Nothing makes me happier than knowing you're picking up what I'm putting out. All right, let's dive in. So it's interesting to think about this idea of food fears. And I know when I first started into this world, I was convinced that there was no way I could possibly get to a place that I could actually resist the entire bag of the Ruffles potato chips or the ice cream or the whatever. For me, it's pretty much had to be a potato. Um, So that was my thing. It was really chips. And I thought that I had a weakness, I had um, an obsession or even an addiction, and so the only way to handle that was to avoid it at all costs, and at the times that I couldn't avoid it, to use extreme willpower and discipline to resist. So just telling myself, that's enough, you've had enough, or this is the last time you're going to do this, or anything along those lines, there was always this pep talk that went along with potato chips or whatever the various foods were that I always overate. And never in my mind did I think that I could get to a place where I just truly and authentically didn't want anymore. Like where I just said, I'm satisfied or I'm full or I'll just leave this. I've even left like now at this point, I've even left just a few potato chips in the bag, which sort of drives my husband crazy. But I'm like, I was full. I was done. I didn't want them. (laughs) So It's crazy to have come this far, and I know that all of you can get there too. And in order to conquer your food fears, you must bring all food onto the same playing field. And let me tell you, this is a scary process. I get it. But what happens when you have fears? You conquer them, of course. So put on your most courageous hat and follow me onto the field of equal food. And I'm going to walk you through seven things that you can do to help you tackle your food fears And I know that this can be a scary process, so if this is something that you feel like you really don't think you should be doing by yourself, then please know that I'm here to help and support you um, as you go through this process. You can join me in my free Facebook group, which is the Ohm Institute. Um, You know, it's all part of this supportive membership community that I have for the people who come and spend time with me in some capacity or another. So you can always head to uh, theominstitute.com and click on membership and you'll see there's a free membership that you can subscribe to and then you'll get that Facebook group and you'll also get a, a monthly office hours with our lovely teachers that you can have some support with as you go through this process or whatever other processes you're going through. So you don't need to do this alone. Also, if you want private one-on-one support, that's something I'm happy to help you with as well. Just reach out to us at 
uh, info at totalbodyhealthsolutions.com and we'll get you taken care of. All right, let's dive into these seven tips. So get your pen and paper ready and let's get into this. Number one is write a list of all the foods that you won't buy at the grocery store because you shouldn't or can't. Or another way of saying this is write down all the foods that you feel you are powerless to. Like it doesn't matter if you're full, it doesn't matter if you're on a diet, it doesn't matter what the rules are, everything goes out the window when it comes to this food unless you exercise extreme willpower, discipline, those kinds of things. So what are the foods that you feel the most powerless to that you feel like you cannot resist? So that you're tempting foods, um, not the things that you just really like, but the things that you feel like you can't stop eating. All right, number two, and this is kind of a strange time to be instructing this because um, grocery shopping during this coronavirus time is a little bit challenging, but as much as possible, you're going to buy all those foods. It would be best to buy everything on that list all at once so you have an abundance of all the tempting foods all at once. All right, then when you bring these foods home, just know you're probably going to want to eat all of them at once, and that's normal. Your body is excited about the fact that these foods that you normally put a lot of restrictions on by either avoiding them and not buying them or at least putting restriction on when you buy them, like this is the, I'm only going to do this once a year, or you only get a bowl, or you know only once a week, and then we're throwing it away. And so there's all this deprivation by either completely depriving yourself of it, hence avoidance, or putting rules and depriving regulations on your experience of eating them. And so that's definitely going to be, um, just, just know that it, it's best to have some appetite um, so that when you get home from the grocery store and you want to eat all those foods really badly because you're human, um, that you actually have some appetite to be able to do that so that you don't make yourself sick. And this is like, you know, not to compare you to my toddler, but let's just be honest, when we're in this space of powerlessness, it's it's a very sort of irrational state of mind, which is like a toddler. Um, and if I go grocery shopping, it's like, I can't even put the groceries down. His little hands are in there as I'm walking down the hall with the groceries because he can't wait to dive into all the foods that I bought that, you know, maybe we we ran out of. So he hasn't had it for a few days or it's something new that he's been asking for. And it's like, he can't get it in his little hands fast enough. And it's no different for when we're in deprivation. So just know it's normal and it's fine. All right. So then you're, the rest of step three is you're going to make a plate of all the foods that are off limits or, or whatever sounds good to you. If you only want potato chips right then, then you're going to, you know, grab the bag of potato chips and pour some in a bowl or um, whatever. You can, you, you can use the bag too. It doesn't really matter. Um, the most important thing is that there's no restriction on how much. So if you pour it in a bowl, then the mindset is I can have as many of these bowls as I want. If you're keeping it in the bag, that's fine. Um, but just know that there, there cannot be any regulation as to how much you can have. It has to be, I can have as much as I want. Number four, remember, I kind of just said this, remember you can have as much of this food as you want for the rest of your life. And you're probably going to have to buy these foods every week for a while. Your pantry has to be stocked with all these forbidden foods in order to desensitize your experience of them and to bring everything into neutrality. So you can remind yourself if you're getting full and you're having that sort of battle in your mind where you're like, I really am full and I don't want to keep eating, but I just want to keep eating. You can remind yourself, well, you know, we're going to keep buying this. This is not the last time you're going to have this taste. I can have it again. Then the very next time I'm hungry, I can have it later this week. And when I run out, I can buy more. 
assuming you can in the grocery store, got out of it. So just keep reminding yourself of that. Number five, change your language. You are not victim to the food. If you think you're going to eat the whole box and you keep telling yourself that day after day, you probably will eat the whole box. Try telling yourself, I'm only going to eat as much as my body wants and then trust that it will tell you. The most important part of when you sit down to eat these foods is that you do actually sit down to eat these foods so that you can actually have the time, the space, the awareness to process the taste and the experience of the food. So when you have those thoughts of, well, in the past, you can't be control, you were un, you know, powerless or, or un, out of control around this food. So why wouldn't you be this time? You, you are weak to this food. When that language begins, I want you to remind yourself that that's only true in the space of mindlessness. And when we're truly present and when we remove deprivation, actually, it's kind of a two part. That's that was only true when you were mindless and and uh, in deprivation. So as we remove deprivation, which is not going to happen in a snap of a fingers, right? So the very first time you're most likely going to overconsume, and that's normal because you're trying to like uh, balance out that deprivation curve. But over a little bit of time, and usually not too much time, and the deprivation calms down, you, it becomes easier for you to say, I'm full and I'm satisfied and I can have more tomorrow or the next time I'm hungry. But you're going to only be able to even have the sort of feedback from the body that this is enough. Either I'm full or I, I don't, that that's too many potato chips. Like for me, I have a potato chip threshold. My body feels sick if I, even if I wasn't super full, but just too many potato chips. It can only handle so much of that sort of greasy kind of food. Um, and so if I'm not present, I'm going to miss that signal and then I'm going to feel really bad later, um, usually shortly after. So part of this changing your language is bringing awareness to, yes, the conversation in your head that's happening about the food and about what you think is going to happen and, and reframing that to remind yourself that's only happening because I'm in a place of deprivation and that's a natural reaction to deprivation and because I haven't been present enough to allow my body to truly experience this and allow my brain to truly experience this, allow my brain to be part of this um, really enjoyable and pleasurable experience of eating this food that I love. So that's number five. Number six, at first your body will have difficulties communicating how much it wants, so give it some time. It's healing. After a few times of repeating this process, you'll never have fears about your favorite foods. In fact, this is, and I swear this happens all the time, you might realize you don't really like some of these things. I have had so many stories of clients who tell me about foods that they love, and then as soon as they take it out of deprivation, so it's not a tempting food anymore, it's just a food, just like any other food. It happens to be a food that they perceive they enjoy more than most foods, but it doesn't have any more power than any other food. And then they sit down to eat it with full presence and awareness and to really dive into the experience of enjoying that food that they love so much, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, this food does not taste good at all. I do not like it. <laughs> and that happens pretty much with every client with some kind of food that they thought that they really liked. So be open to the idea that it may not be as enjoyable as you think. When I've done these kinds of things, it's like irreversible. You can't ever go back. Like I, potato chips, will, I can't imagine will ever feel like a tempting food to me. It's just neutral forever. The other thing that happens is your senses are heightened. Like, for example, ever since I started this process back in 2009, 2008, 2009, um, I have been sort of intolerant of, of really sugary things. So I can't even eat or drink anything that's too sweet. 
And that happened as a result of this work. And it's never wavered. In fact, it's only gotten more strong. Now it's like, oh, I really, I can't even handle a lemonade. It has to be diluted. It's just way too sweet. Whereas before it was delicious and it was, I'm, you know, powerless to it. And I just want to keep consuming it. And there's no end in sight. Um, so it's pretty crazy that the, the transformation that occurs when you remove deprivation and increase presence with your food, but you have to believe that it's possible. You have to have some little tiny sh- uh, shimmer of hope that this isn't an actual problem with you and the food. It's a deprivation and mindlessness problem, and that's it. Um, and when we avoid it, it increases that uh, uh, it increases deprivation. And when we're in extreme deprivation and we dive into the food, we're often mindless because it's we don't want to be mindful to the process because we feel so guilty and bad about what we're doing. So we don't want to deal with that guilt and the deal with the, the very real feelings that we shouldn't be doing this. So we go mindless. It's normal. So when we reframe this and we say there's nothing wrong with it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing it, then what it does is it allows you to be in a space of presence with like, okay, I'm actually going to sit down and enjoy this experience. There isn't anything wrong with it. There's nothing to feel guilty or bad about. Um, so there's no reason to check out or go numb. I can actually be as present as, as somebody possibly could with this experience that I'm so excited about. And I can do that every freaking day of my life if I want to. Um, and I, I know that you won't because you get sick of everything eventually. Um, some of my favorite things that I f- feel like there's no way, like macaroni, craft macaroni and cheese. There was a point in my life that I thought it would be impossible to ever be sick of craft macaroni and cheese. It's that delicious blue box. There's no way in hell that I would ever get tired of it. And when I, that was also one of the things back in my dieting days that I was not, uh, I wouldn't allow myself to eat. And then when I would give into it, I would eat the whole box. No joke, the entire box. Um, now it's so crazy to think about those days because uh, I make it for my son sometimes and I'll take a bite or two and there's just no desire to eat it at all. And it's crazy. So I promise you can get there. And then number seven, let food be equal. When you keep all foods on the same level, you will not have obsessive thoughts about bad foods. It's kind of like when you want to go after the the bad guy, you know, the bad um, the bad boy. And it's, it's appealing to be dating the bad boy, even though he makes you feel like garbage. Um, it's kind of like that. But your body wants to eat healthy most of the time. Not 100% of the time, it wants, it wants a nice little threshold of, of just, you know, plain pleasure and not, ner- and not, you know, minerals and vitamins. It wants a mixture of both. Um, and your sort of ratio is up to you. It could be 80% healthy, organic, home-cooked foods and 20% total just junk or garbage food. Um, that's probably mine, uh, 70, 30, 80, 20, somewhere in there. Um, and your body does want that food that makes you feel good most of the time, but it also has a threshold for just pure pleasure, uh, foods that give you pure pleasure and nothing else, but give it the option to be able to choose between those. Don't give it an ultimatum. Like, you know, this is all we eat. We don't eat that stuff. It's not good for you. And I know that's tricky because there's a lot of food rules, a lot of health information. It's hard to keep that straight in our brain that that there's any advantage to eating something super processed that has no vitamins, that's sort of empty calories and not nutrient dense. And I get that. Um, And I'm asking you to sort of let there be room to that if you want it. I'm not saying you have to want that, but I, I personally like to live a life where it's, it's allowed to have 
those foods. There's room for it. <clears throat> I don't have to have it every day if I don't want. I don't have to have it every week if I don't want, but it's allowed. Um, there's space for it. I don't have to eat 100% perfectly every single day of my life to be healthy. I believe that I can eat a, a ratio of those kinds of things and be healthier than ever because that's true balance, in my opinion. Like I said, this is very scary, but I can tell you from firsthand experience that it works. And I've also done this with so many clients over the past 12 years, I, I've lost count. Um, I've done this personally with trail mix, potato chips, chocolate covered pretzels, and cookies. Um, and this is and that was back in 2010, 2009, 10. And now when I grocery shop, I buy all those things. I buy chips and chocolate cookies or whatever, and they stay in my pantry for weeks. Remember, what you resist, persist. So we don't want to resist anything. And this is going to be extremely helpful for you in order to finally tackle those food fears. Um, also, if you need some more help with food, I've got a free course to help you out. You can head to theominstitute.com forward slash food and sign up for your complimentary course right now. It'll help you deal with some of the uh, food rebellion, food restriction, that sort of dynamic between, you know, I want to restrict food so that I'm feeling like I'm in control, but I also find myself rebelling against that and feeling totally out of control. Um, it'll help you walk through some of these processes that we talked about today. So you can head to theominstitute.com forward slash food and get that complimentary course right now. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and let your friends know about this podcast. Share the wealth, all right? I'll see you next time.